Welcome to SHIFT, a college admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we've built an affordable ACT course that uses memory-based adaptive learning to help you reach your target score. You can get a free trial at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off at checkout. Also, if you have a question or topic you'd like to discuss in a future episode, please contact me at tyler at achievable.me with the subject line podcast topic. Now, let's get started. So today we've got Optimum Education on the phone. We've actually got both Tom and Candice. So uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves and your company real quick, that would be great. Sure. Uh, thanks, Tyler, uh, for having us on today. Excited about being here. Um, yeah, so uh, my name is Tom Leahy. I'm here with Candace Suarez. Uh, I'm the managing partner of Optimum Ed. Uh, Candace is the executive director in charge of counseling. Um, we are a higher education advisory firm. Uh, we are located in the Richmond, Virginia area, but we do operate across the country. So we have uh, students that we help anywhere in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have offices in other locales as well. Um, and we can place students internationally if that's appropriate. But for us, I think the important thing to understand is that we are about helping young people prepare to launch and launch successfully and to do that efficiently for families. So it's all about determining direction, creating that roadmap and helping navigate the student and family through that journey to greatly increase the chances for success and that higher education and the commitment we make and the investment we make is going to give us a return. And that return is that first potential job that the, the student is going to step into out of college. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's a great yeah. segue into what we're going to talk about today, which is exactly that, right? Like creating a roadmap, both as a student and as a parent, right? Like creating the roadmap, even as early as uh, talking to you before this call, it sounded like we should be starting to think about it in eighth grade. So why don't you, why don't we kind of start yeah. from the beginning, right? And and what okay. do you, sure. yeah, what do you kind of outline things as yeah. and then take yeah. it from there? Right. Well, I think it, you know, uh, we, I think parents all have good intentions. Um, and, and as they, they write, raise their children in elementary school, um, in the middle school, you know, they're, they're focusing on academics predominantly mm-hmm. of course there uh, could be a lot of extracurricular activities uh, you know involved in that as well um you know because they want to, to give the child opportunities to experience different sports different activities be it music or or other and um that's all great um and but i think what's important to to keep in mind as well is that while we're doing that we also have to teach our our children um, how to um, how to live in the world, how to right. be part of a community, how to be how to be good stewards, how you know, and uh, of, of our world or our community, how to take care of each other, have you know, uh, understanding, and uh, you know, be a good person. I guess is a good way to put it. And it's important to fail and to be able to recover from that. And and it's very hard for parents to allow that to happen. Um, so. Uh, yeah, we need to be there to catch them, but they need to be allowed to, to fail occasionally and learn how to overcome. And there's there's a study out that really supports this whole concept uh, that, that that these things have much greater play in this whole you know uh, growth process. Mm-hmm. Um, recent study showed that there were six valuable predictors of college success mm-hmm. measured as early as middle school, mm-hmm. and the top three 
in order, you know, uh, not surprising, academics, 17%, motivation, 15%, behavior, 14%. Um, the other three were social engagement, family circumstances, school circumstances. But if you look at the top three, motivation and behavior out trump academics. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's important to understand how important it is that we develop our children in other ways other than just um, academic excellence. Right. Yeah, and I, I think when you're when you're a parent and you're thinking about this, I mean. like the the topic of this episode is is to create that roadmap right and i think that when you're you're like okay so i i will try not to helicopter parent my kid but like what is that what does that mean as far as even say like planning for the college admissions process like let's say you have an eighth grader right like how how do you kind of weave in the motivation yeah. aspect and the, you know, letting them kind of make their own mistakes aspect right. to that. Yeah. So instead of trying to funnel our child mm-hmm. down a particular path, we need to open up the the world to them and show them all the possibilities and help them explore and discover and, and do that early on, you know, middle school, going into high school. Let's figure out what you know, who, what their gifts are, what their skills are, all that, and what makes sense for them in terms of a direction, you know, for that first potential foyer into you know the working world. Um, you know, they're not going to be whatever it is for the rest of their life. We're not even saying that, but what we're trying to do is help them find a path forward um, to both one be successful um, in getting in and out of college. And starting their life, but also it is going to cut down greatly on the academic chaos that often occurs when a child is allowed to go to college to find themselves, as a lot of parents say, you know, and yeah, that's true. They can do that, but it's going to cost more time and more expense. And uh, one of our principles is to try to do this as efficiently as possible. Um, Yeah, so... When we talk about, you know, the, the motiva- soft skills, motivation, behavior, that's going to bode them well when it comes time to start interacting with the schools, with colleges and, and, and universities. When they start uh, taking those campus visits, when they start having interviews um, and uh, on into the working world. Because let's, you know, let's face it, if, you know, the, the path forward is about what? I mean, if, if you ask somebody, why do we go to college? Mm-hmm. If they're giving you an answer that's anything other than to obtain educational leverage in the workforce, you know, then they, you know, then we need to have a talk because that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's, uh, and, and so the, the path forward is all, is all about, um, that process of greatly, uh, enhancing their 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 uh success in terms of getting out of school and finding em- employment mm-hmm. right um and so you know all these things come together um at that at that point of application mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what really makes sense yeah and it it, it sounds like you even start you you want parents and students to start thinking about it a little earlier than when they're filling out their college application, right? 
Oh, absolutely. It's very, it's necessary. It's, it's truly necessary. And, and again, let me, uh, you know, uh, again, what we're trying to do is set that child up for success coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And so we need to understand too, I think, in, in, in our way of thinking, our parents thinking about mm-hmm. this is what do employ, employers look for in a college graduate? Mm-hmm. Right? right. And there, you know, you look at surveys of employers and what are the factors that they, they, they lean on when they, they are going to hire a recent college graduate. You know, it's the, the main, the main one is a student's major that they're going to study. Mm-hmm. Okay. At, at the academic direction that they chose. Um, interviewing skills. Oh, interviewing skills. Those soft skills we were just talking about. Internships, experience. Okay, mm-hmm. you're not just going to sit in class and read a book. You need to you need to get in the in, out in the world and start having real life uh, experience. You know, there's other miscellaneous things. There's computer skill, personal personal appearance um, is there. Um, a GPA is there. GPA is higher on the list. The, the college the student attended is number eight. Mm. Okay. Number eight. So when a parent talks to us about, we need to get my child in, you know, the best school possible, we say, no, we need to get them in the best fit school for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's not, you know, what's on the sheepskin is not going to get them hired. Well, and it's like, um, also, there's the student's happiness too. Sure. Right. Thank you. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. There's they get to they get to go yeah. to school direction right. and yeah. enjoy. I mean, I think you know what gets caught up in that sometimes is like a lot of parents are kind of playing scoreboard with each other. I know my school went to oh Mexico. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Keep up. Keep up with the Joneses. Yep. Well, certainly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that happens in going into high school. You know, because like mm-hmm. here, I don't know how it is. A lot of places, but you know, a lot of big public school systems have, you know, magnet schools or specialty programs and all this. And, you know, you don't want to be the only parent at the cocktail party whose kid isn't going to some special program, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be average, you know? And it's one of the, I think it's right. a, something that we need to, that's another concept that I think we need to, to embrace is helping average kids excel instead, you know, we can't all be, you know, uh, theoretical physicists, right? We can't all, can't all be uh, brain surgeons. Yeah, we would need we would need some people to do a lot of other stuff. Yeah, uh, right. In the world, I think also. Um, I mean, I, I really like I really like that note about that, and then I also think that there's uh, something to be said for when you're a parent, you want your kid to have the best life. But a lot of times you think that that means that they go to the best school and then they get the best highest paying job after that. And then like they're on this like trajectory that, you know, is kind of what you envision. And I feel also that that trajectory oftentimes isn't as focused on like what career does the student want to have, right? Like what, like are do they really want to be a biologist or like out here in california there's a school called uc davis which is the best school in the country if you're interested in agriculture Mm -hmm. right and a lot of things related to that and it's like you know it's not harvard so if you're a parent that's only focused on the brand name you're like the fuck's sorry my language what what is what is (laughs) uc davis right like 
Like, I've never heard of this before. Right, for what they want to do. And I... And so, yeah, I think I think that's where what you guys is talk, are talking about is so important. And so maybe the next thing I want to ask you about on, on this call here is... So, okay, part of the reason why so many parents punt the they will find themselves question is because a lot of kids don't know what they want to do when they're in ah. high school, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do you, even starting in eighth grade kind of set your child up to one, know that they're on a roadmap at all. And then two, like, how do you say, okay, like, here's what you should be doing. Maybe you're doing internships or whatever to try and figure out what you're interested in before you're starting to apply to college in two or three years. Well, yeah. And it's about, you know, facilitating that conversation and, and having the, you know, the, 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 the dialogue about what's, you know, what's out there and, and looking at, those possibilities and talking to people who are doing the work that the student thinks they want to want to you know engage in and so you know that's an important part of what we what we do what we emphasize when our when our when the students we work with come through you know our assessment process it's not just uh you know a report that's handed to them it the the, the value and the magic happens in the conversations and the dialogue that uh comes from looking at the results of that assessment and talking about it and and formulating uh, you know that that roadmap based upon that and you know the earlier we can ha- start having that conversation uh, the more effective it is because we have time on, on our side mm-hmm. to to look at different uh, possibilities and talk to people um, we're building well, I think yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I said, and we're, you know, we're building a library of interviews with with professionals that are that's on our website, so that um, students who don't have the capability of of getting in front of, say, a dentist, you know, they can come to our website and look at an, an interview with a dentist to talk about his journey or her journey, and and get advice from them as to what they need to be thinking about and considering if they they think they want to be a dentist. That sort of thing. Right. So it's a huge, you know, it's really important because that decision really is going to dictate success or not in college. And it's the foundation for determining what colleges we're going to look for because, you know, we could say, okay, well, we need these two or three major college majors available, but we're not going to apply to a school that doesn't have them. That doesn't make any sense, right? We don't look for schools that have right. those colleges. That starts the college search process. Right. Well, and it gives the opportunity for you to pick a specialized, like to include in your college application process, specialized schools like UC Davis, for mm-hmm. example. Right. That too. Yeah. But there's, there's specialty schools for all kinds of things. And there's also schools that just like, <clears throat> like even my alma mater, um, Carnegie Mellon is like, I don't know, overall it's like number 30 or something like that. Or maybe it's even like yeah. in the, in the mid thirties now, but you know, for computer science, it's number one. I actually didn't go to computer science school there. I went to the business school, but it's like, you know, it's a very different, it's a very different profile depending on what kind of place you want to go or what kind of major you want to get for a lot of schools, even the high end ones. Right. Uh, the, the other thing I would also say though, is um, when you're getting people to think about this, what, how do you combat 
the fact that you know a lot of you know middle school kids and teenagers like high, you know high school age kids are changing their mind a lot about what they want to do and sometimes very dramatically right like my yeah yeah for us it's you know if 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 we're we're working with a a, a ninth grader um you know that conversation about direction is going to continue over the next three years until we get closer to application time right um it's not that we're tr we're trying to pigeonhole them into something coming you know and, and right after they they go through the assessment no it's 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 a basis for that conversation and 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 of course they're going to change they're going to as they talk to people as they learn more as they're exposed to more but you know that's what's nice about having time to do that because then we really know that when we finally decide on something it's probably a pretty good decision in terms of you know direction right and then that is maybe the last like a good way to kind of wrap this part this uh episode is to talk about so let's say you have decided that you're really interested in being a marine biologist like mm -hmm. how does that affect or how should that shape your college search mm -hmm. and what should we be looking for in the universities that you're applying to okay i mean i think um well, one, we need to have marine biology available at that school. I think that you know, yeah. right? Um, that's one. So you can you can uh, you can. There's number number of ways that you can search for colleges, universities that have marine biology. I mean, that's the the magic of the internet, right? But then, right. two, you need to you need to have a conversation with yourself or with your parents or whoever um, about culture, about environment, right? I mean. The, every every college campus is different. Every college uh, student body has a different vibe. You know, it's there's there are environmental and cultural issues that need uh, and needs and wants of the student that need to be addressed, um, so that we find a place that they're going to be comfortable, they're going to be happy, mm -hmm. because they will they will thrive and they will they will do better, right? And it and it doesn't you know it's it goes beyond large small urban suburban kind of stuff or geography you know it's it's what are you you know what are you doing now in your life that you would tremendously miss if you didn't have it available when you go off to school right i mean some kids like we talk you know they, they're they're playing volleyball they've been playing volleyball all their life they're gonna if, if they don't have club volleyball maybe they don't want to play for the school but if they don't have that outlet in college, it, they, that's a big part of their life, of their mental health. That's going to be gone. So we have to. Have, those are the, you know, the, the the conversations that oftentimes don't happen because we're more focused on the prestige of the school name or whatever it might be, rather than is it the right home for that student for four years. Yeah, and I think also the other part of it too is is that you know, is it the right home for that student for what they want to do? Right. That exactly. Right. For that. And then you have to look yeah. at the quality of the, the academic program, marine biology or whatever it is. And then of course, what we, you know, what we haven't talked about and needs to be addressed if it, it is a issue is cost it needs to yes. be part of the planning process. We don't want to wait until we, you know, are accepted to a university or college and then raise our hand to try to figure out how to pay for it. If if cost yeah. is going to be an issue, it needs to be part of the planning process up front. 
I so I, I get right. so many calls all the time from parents saying my, jo- my you know Johnny got into Stanford. I said, well, congratulations. He said, now we're looking for scholarships. I said, good luck. You know, because yeah. it, it this all has to happen ahead of time, part of the planning process. Like I said, there is no scholarship ferry. You know, it's it's work. Yeah, exactly. Great. Well, thank you so much. This is Ben Shift, College Admissions Podcast for a Changing World, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Tom Leahy and Candice Suarez from Optimum Education. Optimum Education. Um, Achievable has a great ACT course that you can get a free trial of on our website, achievable.me. And if you like it, be sure to use the code podcast to get 10% off.